Happy Monday. Happy last week of August. What? Where is the summer? Where did it go? Okay, we're moving on into September this week. And I'm really excited because we actually have a trip planned on Friday, September 1st. We are getting on an airplane and flying back to Massachusetts. I feel like we just finished unpacking. Honestly, I think it was maybe it was two weeks ago now. I finally unpacked some clothes and I didn't even like fully unpack them. I literally just laid them down in a special spot because I know I'm going to need the, they're like sweaters and my denim shirt that I love to wear, just like good layering pieces. I'm really excited to head back up north because the weather up there this time of year in September is chef's kiss the best, like the human, typically, listen, I can never rely on it. That's like New England weather. You can't, you can't rely on it. You just can't, you have to pack literally for every season for each trip. So I'm going to be packing a jacket because I'm predicting it will be cold. I'm also going to pack, you know, shorts and lighter weather gear because I think it's going to be also warm, but the nights are going to be chilly, even though it's sunny and hot during the day. And then probably rain, like that's just a day in the life, (laughs) but September is, you can, you can hope, right? We have hope that September is going to be beautiful sunny, warm, but still got that crispness coming on. Fall is near. It's also apple picking time. I think blueberry picking season may be coming to an end, but festivals and fairs are going on. Not that we're going to be able to go to a ton of these things. I just like the vibe, the atmosphere in New England this time of year. So we're kicking off September with a trip. We're going to be gone for a whole week. Um, It's Justin's brother is getting married. Justin is officiating the wedding. So maybe I'll be able to report back on that after we get back from the trip. So it'll be a couple weeks from now, but I'm excited. I'm a bridesmaid. This is, I've mentioned it on here before. Um, My dress is stretchy. Thank goodness. Like we got to pick a couple different dresses and most of them were not. Luckily I picked one that laces up the back and it's like a stretchy fabric for my belly. (laughs) So I'm, it still fits as far as far as I know. I tried it on a couple weeks ago, and um, I think we'll be good there. So that's coming up. I'm going to be doing some packing for that. You know, I got to pack everything for the girls. For me, Justin's, you know, he's got his own stuff, but just like the the flights and the car seats. Moms, you you get it. Like, there's just a lot of a lot of things. Plus, throw in a wedding, and then you got the rehearsal dinner and all like the events that go with the wedding. Okay. So, so excited for that. I also have a hair appointment with a new stylist. I found her on Instagram through a a Sarasota friend down here that I actually haven't met. (laughs) I've just followed her since um, I moved down here and realized she lives in Sarasota too. She got, she tried a new stylist and I was like, I want to, I want to check her out. So, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this. Like, what if it goes bad? And this is like days before I have to leave for a wedding and I'm going to get my hair done. Oh my gosh. I just panic, instant panic just set in. What if it doesn't come out good? I I will figure it out. I'm going to just hope and pray and we will send good vibes that we will have beautiful hair when we take off on Friday. (laughs) Okay. So uh, speaking of like the hair skin stuff, my skin is not doing its best right now. I feel acne in there. It's not cute. I still have this 
rash situation. Like it's not even a rash. I, you can, I can see it when I look close. It's like a red under my nose and it just feels dry and scaly. And this has been like this for weeks, if not months now. What am I supposed to apply? Like, what can I put on that to remove it? I I don't know, like Neosporin or something? Like, what am I supposed to be using? I'm using my regular stuff, but I need something healing that's going to penetrate deeper, I think. And it just, it's, it's not cute. I'm not liking this. I also have back knee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Acne on my back. And it's not even like... It's like under the skin, just like I can feel bumps. I hit and mm, no, that's got to go. I got to get, I'm going to order this right now on Amazon. My soap that I like to use for act, or I used it for my armpits to eliminate the smell. I think it has the benzoyl peroxide in it. I should probably check or double check and make sure that's also pregnancy safe, but it helped so much. It helps the like, people use it for acne, but it helps with odor too, eliminating that bacteria. So we're going to try it because I have to look cute at a wedding and my back is going to be exposed. I cannot be all lumpy and bumpy over there. Okay. The bump is for the front of my body. The one bump, one big bump, (laughs) nothing on the back. Okay. Except for a booty. That would be nice too for the wedding (laughs) for life. Okay. Um, here's a few things I've been watching. I caved and got Netflix. I... (laughs) I was, my sister recommended a couple things and I was like, you know what? Hulu is really letting me down. We are about to cancel that. So, um, I went over to Netflix and I subscribed. I was like, whatever against my will or against my better judgment. I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. I might regret it later. I can cancel anytime. I'm just, I've been doing a lot of lounging and a lot of watching shows and, um, like I've been talking about every week on here. I really don't have anything to watch. There's nothing good, blah, blah, blah. So now we're back on Netflix and I got a whole list of things I want to watch now (laughs) that I'm over there. So I started the Depp versus Heard trial. It's like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, like the the trials that were aired plus, um, you know, everybody weighing in on it. I wasn't really following it up to speed when it was going on. I just remember it was like a bunch of like, oh, great. Everyone's talking about this. It was a lot to follow and it was a long six-week trial and then there was like weeks leading up to it and just so much chatter about the whole thing that I just wasn't interested. But now that it's condensed into a short series on Netflix, I'm going to watch it. I got, I think I'm two episodes in. Honestly, it's still a little over, just over information overload. Like, I just want to know the gist. Like, give me the summary. Give me just the juicy details. I feel like there's a lot of little parts that you have to like drag through and then you have to hear people repeat it and repeat their interpretation of it. And so it it felt repetitive, but it's cool seeing it all together and not having to like scroll through TikTok to see a version and then like, oh, it tells you to go to that person's page and read and watch that. And then you're on YouTube. Like, I like it all in one place because this trial was very much broadcasted on social media. And it was really interesting to see how anything that goes to trial now and is public, like is public knowledge, social media just has so much impact on it. And it's kind of scary because wherever the masses go, you know, if the so for instance, in this case, all of the masses, all of the people, all of the social media people 
content creators, they went to Johnny Depp's side. And I'm not, I don't even know like truly the ending of this trial, but so I feel like, and, and it already happened. So I'm not giving anything away, but everyone went to Johnny Depp's side to support him in this because he was accused of, um, all this abuse. And now he's saying like, actually I was the one abused and she is a crazy liar. So people just got behind him and it's kind of scary because like, I still don't honestly, I'm like, what's the truth? Like who's telling the truth? Why would she lie about that? If she really is a victim, that is so sad that everyone is just like victim shaming her and calling her a liar. So it's just scary to see how when a bunch of people just decide we're on this side, it can really, ooh, it can really turn the tables. And this also happened. I mean, the Casey Anthony trial, if you remember that back like years ago, and I have watched like the, uh, yeah, the other docuseries that she had released finally, when she finally spoke about it. But it was really interesting how the media at the back then it wasn't social media, it was like the news media wanted to create this interesting story and they were just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And then all of us viewers were just seeing one side. So, and anyways, it's interesting. It's just like food for thought. Remembering, like, if you see something on social media, to take it with a grain of salt, like everything is someone's opinion, and there are two sides to every story. Um, And then one last thing I'll say about it is that when all these content creators were, you know, putting stuff out there in Johnny Johnny Fence, Johnny Depp's defense, if anyone tried to defend Amber Heard publicly or like, you know, try to explain what she was saying or literally anything to, you know, help get her voice heard or her side of the story, every, all the whole mass came over and like, shamed this person and like wrote hate comments on their feed. So people were scared to speak up for her. So that's scary too. But anyways, I'm going to keep watching it because there is so much detail, (laughs) even though it was repetitive at some times, there was like great memes that I missed out on. Like I was laughing during parts of it. I was like, this is crazy. This is really crazy. Like no wonder why everyone was talking about it. I just don't know who had the time to sit for six weeks and watch them go to trial. Like, I don't know if they went daily or every couple of days, but it was a lot. I also watched on Amazon Prime. All right, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Hugh Van Kuhlenberg Gem. G-E-M is an acronym. So Hugh Van, see, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He is a motivational speaker that has helped millions of people with his show, Gem, um, is a series of comical tales, moving stories, and practical ideas for leading a happier life. And Hugh discusses a range of topics, including mental health and eating disorders. I I used to watch shows like this all the time, just like about gratitude and appreciation and, you know, being a better version of you. Um, like, I feel like it sounds so cheesy when I say it out loud, but like just really, it's so simple and having like a comedian talking to you the way he does, like it just makes it easier to digest. Um, But he gives like, like it's the funny stories. He, he just kind of talks about like his life and he's a coach and how successful athletes, like things that they've run into and how to genuinely be happier. He's gone to, um, 
I don't even know if it was a third world country, but he travels and works with different people and he just has like this insane perspective. So one takeaway from it, I think this is great for anyone to watch. If you, I've been feeling like I am, (laughs) I could be happier. Like, honestly, I feel maybe it's my first trimester, but I feel like I'm complaining a lot. And I have no reason to complain. Every time I do it, I'm like, wow, I sound like a miserable person right now. I need to be more joyful. (laughs) So one takeaway, and it's so hard because you hear people say like, oh, just be happy or like think, think positive or make a gratitude list. He actually talks about a gratitude list and how it's not helpful when you are in a bad mood. (laughs) Like it's just actually not. And saying things like, I'm so grateful for my house. I'm so grateful for the sunshine today. Like saying things like that, it really, like you have to feel it. And what he gives as a tip to do, instead of saying, I'm grateful for, say, what went well today? What went well today? I love that. So it's, it is easier because even if you had a bad day, if you ask yourself, what, well, what went well at the end of the day? Like it was rough. Kids were all fighting. Everything was, our house is a mess, but what went well? Let, well, okay. Let me think about it. Um, Ooh, I got to have my iced tea. I had some in the fridge. That was, that went well. That was good. I could have been out of it. Um, what else went well? Well, I got, I got a little school on time early actually that went well and then as you start to list off the things you just feel a little bit better and a little bit better and you're like wow it it really just reminds you that okay not everything was awful it wasn't a terrible day there were just bad moments and there were also really good moments with it so practicing doing that that is just the one takeaway you go watch the rest of it it was an easy watch And he's got a very charming Australian accent. So we like that. (laughs) And then just jumping back to Hulu for a minute, because I did watch one show. It is a documentary about OnlyFans. I think it was called Selling Sex. Sexy? Selling Sexy. You guys, I think I should start an OnlyFans. Like, I'm not even joking. I I don't even have to show my face. It could be like a pregnancy. (laughs) A pregnancy fetish. Oh, my gosh. I could never, but it's tempting because when you watch this, this video came out two years ago when OnlyFans was like really taking off because it really exploded in 2020 during COVID when everyone was locked up in their homes. That's when it took off. And and then in 2021, when they released this, these were some of like the early adapters, I guess you could say people who got in early and started doing really well off the bat. Um, it's crazy. I don't really know much about OnlyFans. <laughs> a, a few girls I follow create have have an OnlyFans page, which I am like, this is so interesting. And they are in like relationships. One of them is married with kids, and one of them is, uh, I think they're engaged. But either way, it's just you know, I just <laughs> there's something out there for everybody, I guess you could say. And I just am so curious, like man, I don't know. After watching the documentary too, like people go all out, like they film everything, like doing the deed, like they are straight up pornography on there. But then there's others that are just like taking pictures. Like there's this one guy that takes a picture. He's in a speedo in every, in every picture apparently. And he just does like random household chores. (laughs) Like that's his, that's his thing. Um, 
to each their own. Okay. It's just, it's just interesting. It was nice to see that side because I really don't know much about it. So that was interesting for me to watch. Okay. Let's see. Just a little wellness pregnancy recap here. We are 12 weeks pregnant. What? And usually in my mind, I think we think of 12 weeks as like, oh, you've, you've made it. It's like end of the first trimester, but it's really not. First trimester goes well until like 14 weeks. Um, but it does feel like a milestone to me and we'll celebrate it. Like, yay, 12 weeks. We're here. It's a nice, it's a dozen weeks of pregnancy under the belt. And it is, it is flying by the weeks just go so incredibly fast. Um, not much has changed. I did have like another day or two where I didn't have to wear my, my nausea bands. And that was, that was nice, but they're back on. (laughs) They're back on. And the nights are still really hard for me. I get so nauseous after dinner. It's terrible. I think I just need to start going right to bed. That would probably solve the problems. Um, favorite snacks currently. I've made soup. (laughs) not really a snack, but I like to make a batch of something at the beginning of the week. This week it was soup. I literally just took whatever veggies. I I love using onion, celery, carrot as a base, some broth, bone broth, chicken broth, vegetable broth, whatever I have on hand, or I'll kind of make my own with some seasonings, water. And then I added black beans and this time I added rice. So it is a very basic soup, but it is just comforting. Like I feel like very fall (laughs) when I sip on my soup. I'm like, this is so good. And it's great to just have something that I can just scoop and go and like pop in the microwave. It's a quick thing for me to eat. Usually it's quinoa salad or regular salad. But I encourage you to find something today. Just like go through your cabinets. Like, what do I have? Oh, a couple veggies, some rice. I'm going to make a stir fry batch and I'll just like snack on it for the next three days. Like do something for yourself to make your life easy. Other snacks, I've been loving yogurt parfaits. I use almond milk yogurt, honey granola, blueberries, and almond butter. It is delightful. And I don't I don't have a sweet tooth ever during pregnancy. I only want fruit. And then this yogurt parfait is very satisfying. Keeps my hunger at bay. Keeps my blood sugar levels nice and stable. So we like that. And in case you missed it, I'm, I scored a $1,200 bunk bed. For $199. $199. Now listen, I got so many messages. <laughs> like, Kim, that's really sus. I don't know about that. I contacted customer support. It's on West Elm Kids. I'll link it below if it's still this price because it's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> and listen, if you do the same thing as me and we both just get a part of the bed, like the trundle, I'm sorry. We're going to return it. Okay. But hear me out. If it really is the bunk bed with the trundle for $199, that is a Walmart steal of a deal, but we're getting West Elm baby Leto furniture. Okay. It's worth it to to find out. And I am honestly surprised. I'm going to be so freaking pumped if it shows up at my door. So anyways, I contacted customer support. I'm like, Hey, I bought this. Here's my order number. I took a screenshot of my email confirmation. It says bunk bed with trundle. $199 shows the picture of all the furniture. I'm like, can you confirm? Like, what did I just buy? And they're like, no, it's both. You got both pieces. And I was like, are are you sure? Like, I'm a little, just a little strange. Like I didn't, I was worried they were going to say, yeah, you know what? We made a mistake. We'll, We'll refund you and cancel the order because I wanted it to be true. And they're like, Hey, I know it sounds, it feels strange or seems strange. Um, but you did order both. 
and or both are included on that. And if there's any other issue when the item arrives, we would be happy to assist you. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I don't know. A part of me is like, this is too good to be true. It, like I'm going to get like just the bottom part of the bed, the trundle piece. And we can't find out for another four or five weeks. So stay tuned. But I did have a couple friends see that steal of a deal and they bought it too. So we're in it together. Stay tuned to find out what actually shows up at my door. Oh man. And the the one last thing I'll say about bunk beds, we were on the fence. I still kind of am. I'm like, do I want to do bunk beds? Cause then you got to deal with Oh my gosh, changing the sheets on those things. I am totally getting the beddies. Those are like the, it's just like one fitted sheet that you pop on the mattress and it has the sheet and the comforter and it zips up. It's like basically like a sleeping bag. It's the only way I would do bunk beds, but we're on the fence about it because our bunk beds practical for two, like a toddler and a four-year-old. Um, do we get a triple bunk and throw Ayla in there? We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do when the baby comes and nursery, who's going to share rooms with who. And Ayla says she wants a bunk bed, but then she says she wants her own room. And I'm like, you're not getting a bunk bed in your own room. Sorry. Like you're going to share with somebody. Um, but then I saw this bed pop up because I was looking at triple bunks. This bed pops up $199. It's got the trundle. So I'm like, we could sleep three if we decide to go that route. Um, buy now. <laughs> so it's a very impulsive buy and hopefully it works out. If it doesn't, we'll figure it out when we, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Okay. So for now, we're just saying what went well, what went well, Hugh, you know, what went well, I found a bed for $199. It's actually three beds. I still will have to get mattresses. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to celebrate that because it just makes me feel really happy thinking I got such a clearance deal. Why does like a good deal just like light up this excitement inside of me? Like, yes, I got something really cool and I didn't have to spend a lot of money. Okay. Let's get into the episode now. I'm kind of wrapping up a couple more questions that I didn't get to answer last week. Do you still take soul CBD when you're pregnant? I answered this, um, actually before the question came in probably a couple weeks ago. Um, the short answer, yes, but also another answer is it's not for everyone. Just like any supplement, you really want to run it by your doctor, especially during pregnancy, as to how like how it would improve your current state, right? So I got a DM from a friend. All right, so this was the DM. Just curious if you're still using CBD while pregnant thinking about starting to, (laughs) thinking about trying to conceive, this will be number four for us too, but I just started taking CBD a couple months ago and am nervous to stop because of how much it has helped. Okay. So first of all, that makes me really happy to hear that you were struggling with something internally, whether it was sleep, digestion, anxious thoughts, racing thoughts, focus, mental clarity, um, trouble relaxing and unwinding at night, all of those things. I don't know what specifically she was dealing with, but soul CBD helped her. That makes me happy. So code Comparey is my code at soul. Um, I do have a, a link to like my favorites. It's I'll put it below. Um, it saves you 15% off with my code. All right. So that makes me really happy hearing 
the success and the results of others because I know trying a new supplement, first of all, it's an investment. Like you're spending money. You're you're worried. Is this actually going to work? What is this going to do? Am I going to feel better? Um, so it's an investment. It's also like you have to wait to see the results. And she said she, tried, she started a couple months ago. She's already seeing the results. So that's great. She didn't have to wait like four to six months to start seeing a turnaround on this. And now she's worried to stop taking it. So that's telling me it's doing a dang good job. And when it comes to stopping, or in this case, you know, you know, you're pregnant, maybe even trying to conceive, just talk with your doctor about it, your healthcare team. And here's a general thing that they're going to say is that there has not been enough testing done. There just hasn't, there's not enough testing to prove that it is safe, but there is also not enough testing to prove that it is dangerous. It just hasn't been tested. THC, on the other hand, has been tested. It um, it does have effects on the unborn baby, and your baby could actually be born and test positive for THC if you were using THC in any form. Um, Soul's products have a zero THC. They are third-party tested, and there's none of that in there. So you don't have to worry about that translating through because you are not even consuming it to begin with. So just like any other supplement, whether it's a vitamin you're taking, a protein powder, even a tea, what I always suggest is look at the quality of the ingredients. Are they organic? Are they made in the USA? Are they third-party tested? Those are the things you're, you're wanting to look for because a lot of the supplement industry is just unregulated, right? And it's hard to find a brand that you can trust. And once you do, that's how I, this is how I feel about the brands that I use. Like once I found them, I'm like, okay, okay. I, I like their standards. I like the quality. I like the product. I hope they stay around for a long time because I don't want to have to start over and do the research and find another brand. Okay. So wait, let's just talk about how CBD works in the body real quick. Cause I know not everyone listening is pregnant and I do get this question a lot. So CBD after consumption, it enters the bloodstream and interacts with the endocannabinoid systems receptors. Our bodies have an endocannabinoid system, just like we have <laughs> a nervous system and a digestive system. All right. So we have endocannabinoid system receptors, CB1 and CB2, to exert its effects on the various physiological processes, processes, such as pain, inflammation, and mood. So once you take your CBD, it goes into your bloodstream, it contacts the receptors, CB1 and CB2, to exert its effects through, you know, it could be like pain relief reducing inflammation, whatever it may be. So it's pretty cool. Like our bodies know what CBD is. Our bodies make their own cannabinoids to fulfill this system. And you know what I think is so interesting? And I'll never forget when I learned this. These receptors are all over our body. They're in our brain. They're in our lungs. They're in our arms, our legs, but most of them, other than like our brain and neck area, they are in like our belly. They are in our reproductive system. Literally, they're in our uterus. So I remember when I first started taking CBD, well, 
when I started taking it regularly, because I did take it before I got pregnant with Blake, but it wasn't until after I had her that I was like, okay, I need to get into a routine. I, I had felt so off hormonally and everything. When you birth a baby, you lose, you don't, not just a baby comes out. Moms, you know this, a lot of fluids, a lot of stuff comes out of you. You lose a lot, including what, what was stored in our receptors in our uterus. We lose a lot. We're depleted, so depleted. So part or like what I believe, and I mean, I can look more into this. I am not a scientist. I am not a CBD expert. I am just a passionate user. <laughs> like I really love the product. I love the results I feel from it, but I just wonder sometimes if moms had more access to this postpartum or if they knew more about their <laughs> endocannabinoid system and how to replenish the CB1 and CB2. It is a CB1 receptor in our reproductive system, just in case you're wondering. Um, could we help prevent or navigate postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, postpartum just mood support in general? Maybe you didn't experience one of those to the extremes, but it would have been nice to have a little more balance. And that's how I feel when I take CBD is balanced. So other areas that these receptors are located in are, hmm, I mean, it's literally all over in our muscles, our intestines. So if you're having digestive issues, I help with that. I just wanted to double check. The CB1 receptors act a little bit differently than the CB2. Um, and like, this is all like just bonus information. Like, not, not that you don't need to know it, but it's just, I think it's cool to know. Some other people just don't find it as interesting as I do, but CB1 receptors, which are located in our reproductive systems, they are responsible for activating the benefits like lowering anxiety, lowering blood pressure, lowering intestinal inflammation, relieving depression, reducing fear and paranoia. Okay. So I think it's really cool. I think there's this is, it's funny because like, this isn't a new thing. Like our bodies have always had these receptors in them. It's just new hearing about it. Right. Okay. So that's a little bit more about CBD that you did not ask for, but I wanted to share with you today. And then something else I thought when I was like, I need to talk about what CBD does. Do you ever wonder like, what does vitamin C actually do in your body? Like, where does it go? What is it? I know it like boosts my immune system so I don't get sick, but what is it actually doing? I like to know those things because it helps me better understand what it's doing for my body. And then obviously I do a lot of explaining. <laughs> so I, I do like to educate myself on these things, you know, not super thoroughly, just enough. So I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, our bodies have receptors for this stuff. Oh, we make some of our own, but it's nice to have a supplement for when our systems are not in balance. All right, moving on. The next question. Somebody asked, do you keep track of caffeine during pregnancy? So how much caffeine am I consuming? <laughs> I do not. And that, actually, when I read this, I was like, oh, dang. Oh, should I be keeping track? Because I've been drinking my iced tea. I've also had occasionally my rookie wake drink when I'm filming workouts because I've been loving filming the first trimester workouts. Don't always have the energy for it. 
<laughs> I love the wake. Um, and then what else have I had that has caffeine in it? Oh, big brain capsules. If I have to get a lot of work done, I will take one of those. It has CBD, but it also has a little bit of caffeine, like 50 milligrams. Doctors typically recommend pregnant women stay under 200 milligrams of caffeine. So that's going to be, that could vary. That could be like, I feel like this is almost like a puzzle. I'm like, okay, so what am I going to piece together here for my supplements or for my drinks? And how am I going to make it add up to 200? Like I can get creative with it. Like if I have half of my rookie well packet or rookie wake and, and then I have an iced tea later. So that's 50 milligrams. Let's say the iced tea is like a hundred. So this is the thing. You really don't know how much caffeine you're, we're getting. Like who asks that when you're at the Starbucks drive through like, actually, how many milligrams are in there? How many, how much caffeine is in that? <laughs> I mean, doing half decaf is a great option. So let's get into this real quick. I'm just looking up how many grams of caffeine or milligrams are in the rookie wake because I have been doing half a packet. I think it's 125, but I just want to double check. Oh, 125. I was right. And I'm like, oh shoot, half a packet when that's six, 62 <laughs> milligrams. Okay. So here's the thing. What, let's talk about, let's go back now, right? What does caffeine do in our body? Caffeine is a stimulant, stimulant, which means it increases activity in your brain and nervous system. It also increases the circulation of chemicals such as cortisol, adrenaline in the body. In small doses, caffeine can make you feel refreshed and focused. We know that. <laughs> we know that. Um, what harm does it do? In addition to giving you a boost of energy, caffeine may lower your risk of certain conditions. But, but consuming too much can lead to less desirable effects like headaches, confusion, high blood pressure. Okay. And then I, I just feel like I've, I hear other people talk about the effects of coffee. Like it makes you have to run to the bathroom or I don't know. Like for me, it's like the jittery thing. That's like a side effect, but researchers. So when it comes to pregnancy, researchers have noted that caffeine is believed to cause blood vessels in the uterus and placenta to constrict which could reduce the blood supply to the fetus and inhibit growth. So I think that is their main concern along with the high blood pressure, the, you know, effects on your brain and just nervous system in general. They just want to keep your body in balance, at peace, in this beautiful homeostasis. And when we're adding stimulants, it can send, <laughs> send, what I'm doing like firework motions with my hands right now. Yeah, we just want we want a calm atmosphere. We don't want to restrict any blood flow. We want everything. To, yeah, we want to be in a flow. That's how we want to feel when we're pregnant and like in general, right? Like, don't we all want that? Why do we always care so much about our health during pregnancy? <laughs> and you know, postpartum, I'm gonna say it, like we're doing better with you know new moms. But then you get to a point in life where it's just like you're on your third coffee and it's like it's fine. Like you don't really care. Like that's how I was right before we got pregnant. I was like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a healthy person, but when you are pregnant, we just get hyper-focused on our health and our well-being and we start to pay attention to things like this. So no, I do not <laughs> count how many, how much caffeine I'm getting. I, I will though. And like, I'm looking at it like, 
okay, 60 milligrams from my energy drink, which comes from green tea. This is another thing. Where is your caffeine coming from? What what quality of ingredients? Are you drinking organic coffee? That is a big thing because coffee has, I don't want to say it's like the number one. My friend Sam is very passionate about this because she can't drink normal coffee. She will get an instant headache because she's so sensitive to the pesticides. But coffee is up there when it comes to pesticide. I don't know if it's called contamination, but it is heavily sprayed. And then we are grinding up these beans with with the pesticides and we are brewing the coffee and it's just dripping it into our drinks and at a small dosage like you don't really feel it unless you're very sensitive like my friend Sam and that's something to consider you want to be drinking organic coffee you want to be drinking a creamer that is not super high in sugar it doesn't have all those additives in it I'm looking at my ingredients again for the rookie wake because it technically is considered an energy drink. It's an energy supplement providing caffeine perk without the crash and offering a stable source of green tea. So I do not do energy drinks. I mean, I've like played around with them here and there. Like, let me just try, like Alani sends me drinks sometimes and I will try them out of curiosity, but I cannot drink a can of that because have you ever read read the ingredient label? I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) <laughs> There's so much stuff in here. This ingredient list is much shorter. It contains B6 and B12, which can be very helpful for morning sickness. It's actually recommended by my doctors, at least in the past, have told me B vitamins are great for nausea. The green tea extract we talked about, uh, it does have ashwagandha in it. So that's one of those herbs that you're going to want to have to check with your doctor about. And then there's some other extracts. It's sweetened with stevia. Like I said, check with your doctor. I have been drinking half a packet when I do take this. Um, It's non-GMO. It's soy, gluten, dairy-free, sugar-free. It's vegan. It's made in the U.S. And it tastes delicious. (laughs) I really like this stuff. It, um, I like the green tea because it, I never feel jittery. Like I can't, sometimes I'll have a coffee and I'll feel like, (laughs) I'll feel like a lightning bolt just shocked me and, or what's, what am I thinking? (laughs) I will just be like on edge for the rest of the day. But the green tea is just so much smoother. It it, it hits you more of like a focused energy versus a like jolt of energy. Uh, And it's gentle coming on and gentle coming off. The ashwagandha is in there to reduce blood sugar, cortisol levels, and may reduce stress and anxiety while boosting concentration. Okay, so we like that. And then the B vitamins you know, they're good for other things other than nausea. They help us use carbohydrates to turn them into energy and they help break down proteins, fats, carbohydrates, and maintain the body's energy supply. Okay. So I think I'm good. One other thing that I would recommend for anyone, for everyone listening, doesn't matter if you're pregnant or not, let's just tune in today to our bodies. Let's have some awareness Okay, if you are sipping on a coffee right now and you're like, oh, it's coming on. I feel it now already, the jitters, and I haven't had anything to eat yet. Like, if, like, let's just pump the brakes, okay, and say, wow, this is how I feel. I'm going to just, let's all take a break and have some water. Sip, sip, sip. Let's commit to having that awareness, having a greater awareness. And that's something I 
am able to do with caffeine. Like, and it's hard. Listen, it's hard because you're tired and you want to drink caffeine when you're exhausted in the first trimester. But I can feel in my body, like, I need to just rest. Like, this isn't a time to hype myself up with caffeine and stimulants. Like, I need to just chill. I've already had my caffeine for the day. We're going to be okay. And just being aware of that. Maybe I will finally look at the iced tea bottle and see how much. Tea is typically lower in caffeine levels than coffee. And I started saying this early, but another great way to reduce the amount of caffeine intake is doing a half decaf. Like if you, like I need my coffee or I love my Starbucks order, Dunkin' Donuts, which listen, those are not organic over there. They're just not. There's, it's hard to find a coffee shop that has organic coffee. And if you have one local to you, that is amazing. Amazing. Um, but ask for half decaf. Like if it's a little treat and you're like, oh, but I really want this. Get it. Get whatever size you would normally get, but do half decaf or like just go for the small. If you usually get a medium iced coffee, get a small iced coffee. I had a friend who, she's had three babies now, but during her first, she limited herself to one coffee a week, a week. And it was like her treat. And she's a big coffee drinker. She drinks two Duncan's orders a day. (laughs) Now she's a mom of three. But then she was like, I cannot, I don't want to mess up this caffeine thing. I'm just going to have one coffee a week. And she stuck with it. Okay. Um, the last question that came in that came in a couple different worded differently a couple times was, was this pregnancy unplanned? Was it unplanned? And my answer, which if you've heard my story before, go back and listen. If you haven't, um, the one where I announced like I'm pregnant and like, this is how it happened. And actually I talked about it more in the other bump dates, but we were okay with the idea of having a fourth. We also... (laughs) <laughs> we're we're kind of paying attention of like when the time's to try. Because if you know anything about ovulation, there's a window. You have to be within the window um, to conceive. How do you know when you're in that window? You can use an app. You can use ovulation sticks. Um, there's, you know, mucus you can look for. There's all, the, all these ways to detect when you're ovulating. I was just using my app, which was not accurate. So here's the thing. I saw the window... I actually was away from Justin during my ovulation window because I had to come back to Florida. They were all up in Massachusetts. Then when I flew back to Massachusetts, the window appearingly had closed. It looked on my app like, sorry, like your time is up. And then we conceived. (laughs) But so in my mind, I was like, well, we can't conceive. Like, I mean, it'd be great if we did. There's a chance that we could. But according to my app, I cannot, like my window is closed. Like we have to wait till next month. Does this make sense? Are you following? So (laughs) the app was off. I ovulate later in my cycle, come to find out. So when people ask, was it planned? I I don't want to say like, oh, it was an unplanned pregnancy or I, I feel like the word unplanned comes with the word unwanted. Like it is not, those two do not go hand in hand. You can have an unplanned pregnancy that is very much wanted, but it just didn't happen the way you thought it would. So yeah, that's kind of our situation. Like it happened differently. Honestly, this is, it was such a wonderful surprise. Like 
so it was a very happy like oh my gosh this is happening because I literally didn't think it, it could happen so not unplanned but just like perfect timing right <laughs> like God's timing and that's how we conceived all of our kids I'm trying to think. I'm like, I I was never tracking my cycle like I was now. And now that I was tracking it, I was getting the dates wrong or my, I was trusting my app that wasn't fully accurate. So it worked out. And honestly, some part of me, parts of me feel guilty when I tell or admit that because I know that is not the case for everybody. Every, like there are women out there who are trying their hardest to conceive and are not able to. And I'm like, well, how the heck am I able to do it? You know, it's just, it's hard. And my heart goes out to all of the women, the families, the couples that are trying to conceive currently. And I just, I, I, I wish I could do something like it's so hard. You feel so helpless in these situations and my heart just goes out to you. I am, I will say a prayer. Like I will pray for you tonight, today, right now. All right. All right. We are wrapping this episode up. I have my eye gels on. (laughs) I need to go start my day now. This has been fun though. I love chatting first thing in the morning with no distractions. Like the house is quiet. I'm going to go sip on. I did make a little bit of tea. Can I tell you something? I'm out of my nausea tea, so I made my tangerine. Like, this is my go-to. You know, I love my tangerine tea for the last two, three years now. Um, But the last time I drank it, uh, I threw up. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. Does that – you know when you eat something and you get sick and then you think about that food making you sick? You Like, you know what I mean? Like, you place the blame on it and it might have not had any connection to it, but you just – like yeah that's why that kind of makes me nauseous now thinking about it um but it's like the only tea I had that I wanted I was like oh no is this gonna make me sick but we're doing okay so far and I'm pretty sure this has about 50 milligrams of caffeine so now I'm down to like on my little caffeinometer if this is 50 I'm about to have another 60 and then I'll have 90 left for my iced tea all right we're gonna need some measuring cups for this (laughs) Thank you for listening in today. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to come back on Bump Day. And I will check back in with you next week from Massachusetts. All right. Bye.